How good's a Friday? So Ben, this is Bunty of Fourth, I'm waiting for Warriors. I hope you're doing well, brother. There is Sean Stevenson, the step breaking Stevenson. Out the back, Bergen, out wide. Good sir. North Dutch score out wide, fantastic try. Oh yes, boy. Yeah, g'day, silly talk sports, Rita here. Hey guys, Surly here on your Fuck It Friday, back for another week of lockdown, STSHQ, fair to say Kimbo, she's hanging on by a fine thread, having a deal with my shit chat 24-7, but hopefully a bit of light at the end of the tunnel next week, fucking missing the crew, that's for sure, the things I would do to be in Culture Corner tonight, boy, would that be absolute scenes, but it's not to be, so instead, Back once again to punish your eardrums with some more shit sporting chat. But before we do that, a little bit of admin to do. A couple of birthday shout outs today, actually. Feel like the old Maya FM when you could text in, get the old birthday holler. That was huge fizz when you heard your name being blasted out on the way to primary school. Boy, did that get you up and about. But a few great New Zealanders born today. First of all, huge fan of the show, regular contributor. One of my best mates, the old A-Dog, his birthday today. So no doubt the old Tea and Biscuits account, that'll be getting a top up with a bit of his birthday cash, bit of play money under the pillow from Tazza, no doubt. So happy birthday, horse. One of the greats for sure and up the mighty coat. Secondly, the great Hannah Searle, sister of the podcast. It's her birthday today. She recently gave me a nephew as well. So huge shout out to you, H-Dog, and hope all is well in the mighty beach haven. And then last, but certainly not least, and probably arguably the best New Zealander of the lot as well, Big Arax, a.k.a. Ari, son of the great Mike Lee, the real Mike Lee. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, young lad. Sucks you can't be out there ripping and tearing with your mates, but hopefully you can get back amongst it soon. And also, Arax wanted me to give a shout out to Chingy and a big up yours from him as well, which is fair, as that bloke's an absolute loser. So enjoy your day, kid. Tacker never, Northcote forever, and hopefully your dad can get you in some real colours, maroon and gold, for the 2022 season. Go well, horse. Right, enough of that. Let's rip in. She was a huge weekend of finals footy and God's game last weekend. Nothing better than watching the top of the pops go at it hammer and tongs to try and advance to the big dance, the big show. And boy, did she deliver and tick all boxes. Four great displays of I fill it footy last weekend. And she kicked off last Friday night and what I was hoping to be the game of the round. But unfortunately, she wasn't to be. Manly, the form side in the comp heading into the game. Tommy T, the Tommy Knocker, unstoppable. And they were taking on the Storm, competition favourites, and the team to beat this year, as well as every fucking year. And you just knew they would have something special up their sleeve for this game. And something special they well and truly had. Craig Bellamy, take a bow. Once again, a coaching masterclass from the old dog. And the Storm boys executed the game plan to perfection and absolutely dominated the Manly Seagulls. 
And look, the Storm, they absolutely tore them up through the middle. Those big boppers, boy, did they get their set started with a hiss and a roar. And then they absolutely deprived Tommy T of the ball, put a shit ton of pressure on Cherry Evans. He Then he tried to push some passes, make things happen, and he's just not that kind of bloke. And then they absolutely terrorized that manly edge. Olakuatu and Harper looking at all sorts, especially on D. They were well and truly lost. And then that carried over to their attack as well. Unforced errors. And big Olakuatu, who's been one of Manly's best this season, to be fair, just couldn't quite get things going on attack. Olam and Munster doing an absolute number on that right edge. So it was a completely dominant performance from the boys in purple. All their star players stood up, played unreal. Munster, big game player, that bloke is. And then Hughes and Smith, they all ripped and teared. Smith, unfortunately, went off after a bit of a head clash, but it appears he's going to be fine, which is bloody good news. But then you roll on the likes of Harry Grant and you hardly lose anything. Queensland starting origin hooker. What a bloke to bring off the Rimu. Olam, he was ripping up. You could probably go through the whole team, to be fair. Truly dominant shift from them. For Manly, they got absolutely pumped, so hopefully they learn from that. They'll make the necessary adjustments this week and next week, and if they get a crack at the Storm again, which would be in the grand final, hopefully they can put up a bit of a better performance. Then on your Super Sati, we had a double header. The Roosters, they kicked us off. They snuck home against the Titan side, that, to be fair, probably deserved to win, played some bloody good footy and really did surprise me. 25 points to 24 she finished, though, to the Chooks. And there were a few contentious moments in the game that, boy, do they have the rugby league experts talking this week. That field goal from Sam Walker for the win. The young kid steps up under pressure, slots a big, crucial one point. That was unreal from the rookie. But lots of chat post-game that the Roosters were using blockers to stop the Titans boys from getting to the kick. Which, to be fair, when watching the replays, they do have a fair point. A couple Roosters forwards up there in line with the play the ball, and they must have had a big effect. So that is a complaint you have to acknowledge from the Titans. And then, of course, on full time, unfortunately, Patrick Herbert, former Warriors centre, made a very unfortunate and a shocking play, it must be said, to end the game. Had a draw and pass. Or a simple little tip-off to Fafida. He would have scored a meat pie. That is guaranteed. Titans, they'd gone the length of the field on the full-time hooter. Sadly, though, Herbert, he opted to go for the old Curtis Reed show-and-go. She backfired. He got tackled with two open players on the outside of him. Tried to chuck a Razzley offload. Into touch she went. And that was all she wrote for the Titans' Mad Monday on the way. You bloody hate to see it, and poor old Patrick Herbert. But then following that, we had the biggest upset of the round in my books, God's game delivering once again. The Bunnies, they got up over the Panthers 16 points to 10. A Wayne Bennett masterclass from South Sydney, securing them the week off this weekend, and a huge W for them. And heading into this game, I was sure Penrith were going to be too strong for a Latrellis Souths. But boy, was I wrong. Adam Reynolds putting on an absolute clinic in the seven jersey, guiding the Bunnies to a famous win. Probably the best finals footy game from him I've seen. And how they are letting him leave to the Broncos is an absolute 
fucking shambles. South's middle forwards absolutely dominated, played unreal. Big Burgess, he was eating meters on attack. And then Jaden Sewer, absolutely folding blokes on D. That was bloody good to see. For Penrith, you'd have to think that was just a one-week poor performance, a bit of a blimp on the radar, although there must be a few concerns from Team Cleary at the moment because they haven't quite been able to hit top gear in the past few weeks. And boy, do they really need to sort their shit and get firing on all cylinders heading into this week's game because she's do or die footy now for the boys from the foot of the mountains. And then finally on your Sunday Arvo, we had the Eels taking on the Knights. And I thought she was going to be a bit more one-sided this game, but boy, did the Knights show up early doors looking to play some footy. But in the end, it was the boys from Para getting the win. 28 points to 20 and a bloody exciting game of finals footy. As mentioned earlier, the Knights, they came to play, much to their credit as well. And Ponga, he was unreal yet again. But Parramatta, the boys in blue and gold, just too strong. Regan Campbell-Gillard, the big Fijian, absolutely killing people on D. And Para, solid overall, huge win from them. Still losers though. Although it must be said, and I've got to take my hat off to a Mitch Moses outstanding shift from him and boy does he look dangerous when he has the nut in hand running the footy absolute masterclass from young Mitchell there which has the stage set for this weekend's semi-finals footy and God's game and of course due to last weekend the Storm and the Bunnies they get the week off to rest and recover while the other four teams absolutely bash the shit out of each other for the right to play them in the prelims next weekend and importantly as well, and it must be noted, as a result of last weekend's upset from the Bunnies, the Panthers, they now move on to the Storm side of the draw. So that sets up a great semi-finals if the top four sides can progress. She's going to be bloody interesting. But of course, they have to win this weekend first. And there's two great games on offer for us where anything could fucking happen, especially after what we saw last weekend. So they get underway tonight, 9.50pm, Manly versus the Chocks. Manly, fresh off a good old-fashioned rugby league pounding at the hand of the storm. The Chooks, fresh off a bloody close win. But unfortunately for them, a couple more casualties from that game to add to their extremely long list of blokes that are already out. you got to feel for them, and much to their credit, they've done bloody well to get this far with the casualty ward that they have. Old Sammy Verrills, he's been suspended, but a shoulder contact to the head, he got two weeks. And big Siwa Takiaho, who really is key for them in their middle, he's under an injury cloud as well. So they're really hanging on by a thread, to be fair. But of course, they have the great Teddy, James Tedesco, in the one jersey. And any time he's playing, they're an absolute chance. Boy, is he playing some great code at the moment. Razzle-dazzle galore. And he's been an exceptional leader for the Chooks this year. But overall, I just think Manly are going to be too strong. Expecting them to bounce back in a big way. And I'm also expecting a huge performance from Big Tommy T. He's copped it this week. All the criticism, saying he's not a finals footy player, saying he went missing, which to be fair, he did. But that was more at the hands of the Storm than Tommy T himself. So I'm expecting Manly to be too good. Backing them 1-12 to 12 at the old TM Biscuits. And I'd chuck Olakuatu any time as well if you're having a bit of a lick there and you want to multi her up. I think that bloke is going to have another big shift and he will also bounce back 
from last week's disappointments. Then the second game for the night, she takes place on Saturday, 9.50pm, and this one screams bums on seats. Unfortunately, though, pretty much the same time as the All Blacks game, so she's going to be a real divide between rugby and rugby league fans this weekend, a battle for bums on seat. But it is Penrith up against the Eels, and this should be an absolute doozy. The Panthers... They'll be desperate for a good performance. The Eels playing some bloody good footy. They've got nothing to lose. They go in as underdogs. And also important to note, the winner of this game, they'll play the Storm next weekend in a prelim. And the Eels have already beaten the Storm twice this season. So if they get through this one, they will be extremely confident heading into next weekend's clash. So that's something to keep the eye on. But both teams... They've named strong sides 1-17, to 17, and for me, this game, as all good games of rugby league, will be won in the battle of the halves and the battle of the middle forwards, as Corey Parker often likes to remind us on his commentary, nothing more important than the middle forwards. And look, the Parramatta forward pack, they've been extremely impressive these past few weeks, but Penrith, Boy, do they have the cattle to go with them. The likes of Fisher-Harris, Leota, Yo, Pangai Jr., Capewell and Kikau. So they could well and truly go toe-to-toe with that impressive Parramatta pack. And then, of course, the New South Wales halves combo, Cleary and Luai. They're up against Moses and future warrior Dylan Brown, who, of course, got caught having sex in the toilet at a bar earlier this year. So that'll be a bloody good matchup. But overall, I'm going to back Penrith 1-12 to in a close game. Although wouldn't be surprised if Parramatta can pull off the upset and sneak home. I actually think she's going to be even closer than 1-12. to If you can, go 1-6. to Boy, that should be playing good. And I think this one's going to be a real nail-biter. But overall, I think Penrith just have too much talent across the park and expecting the Cleary duo to be having a few frothies late Saturday night, celebrating a good win and getting ready to take on the boys in purple. I feel it footy, God's game, rugby league, the best sport in the world. How fucking good. Right, time for a bit of 15-man chat now. And of course, she was a big night of international footy. Last Sunday night, a double header from the Gold Coast. All Blacks versus the Pumas. Quade Cooper versus the Springboks. And boy, did she deliver mouthwater and stuff. And the All Blacks, they were well and truly too strong for a spirited Pumas side, it must be said. But a dominant display of footy from the boys in black. 39 points to nil. But for 40-odd minutes, she was bloody close. Extremely physical game of test match footy as expected, and the Argies, they really took it to us up front, strong on D, weren't taking a backwards step, that All Blacks pack were well and truly chucking everything at them, but their D-line refused to budge, but you could just tell they weren't going to be able to keep it up for the full 80 minutes, and a yellow card to the inspirational number six, Matera, right before Oranges, signaled the beginning of the end for the Pumas. Dalton Papali'i scored right before halftime, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, good side score right before and after halftime, and that is exactly what the All Blacks did. Dalton before Oranges, Luke Jacobson six minutes after Oranges, and that 
was all she wrote. And I must say that's Luke Jacobson try. Absolutely razzle-dazzle footy at its finest. Bowden Barrett slicing the opposition defense in half, throwing a beautiful flick pass. Boy, if that doesn't scream bums on seats action, then nothing does. A few standouts for the ABs. You've got to say Bodie. Extremely impressive, ball in hand in a short kicking game, second to none. He's bloody skillful, and boy, is he dangerous on attack. Real selection headache there for the coaching staff when Mwanga is available for that Springboks clash. Be interested to see how they go there, but it'll be hard to not give Bowden the nod. So that is something to keep an eye on. Then in the forward pack, Luke Jacobson. Big Dalton Papali'i, who I've been very impressed with this year, it must be said. He's really put his hand up and made that seven jersey his own. And then also Asafa Amua. I thought he was bloody good. And of course, hard to go past the workhorse, the guzzler, the stand-in skipper, Big Bad Brody. He put in another of his trademark shifts. His work rate is absolutely through the roof. Then in the backs, of course, already mentioned Bodie. I thought Rico had a bloody good game as well. Good to see him continuing his form, especially in that 13 jersey. He's excitement galore when he gets his hands on the pill. And I also thought Sevu Reese certainly put his hand up for one of the wing spots. Highly contested spot in the All Blacks. And I thought he put in a shift worthy of getting another crack. So overall, a good day at the office for the boys. Another dominant win. Although one thing I must say about the game overall, and this in particular goes out to the referees, back yourself to make a call and stick with it, eh? All those TMO stoppages, boy, did that kill the game. Made it hard to watch, killed the flow of the game, made it hard for the players to get some momentum and get into their work. And the game seemed to go on for about three hours, hardly entertainment deluxe. And if you're trying to sell that game to some aliens from Mars, they would not be buying it. So a few less TMO interventions would be nice for this weekend's games. And the blokes with the whistle, back yourself to make the right call. Then following that game, she was a match I was bloody interested to see unfold as well. Wallabies versus Springboks. And boy, was she a real roller coaster. Pretty much a big game of force back. A big contrast to the game before it. Neither side exactly looking to set the game alight, it must be said and more willing to just kick for territory, try force a mistake. And then in the end, it was the man of the moment, Quade Cooper. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. The bloke went eight from eight for the boot, slotted the game winner three minutes after the full-time siren from 40-odd meters out, clutched it from Quade, and boy, did that have me fizzed. Always been a huge fan of his, and boy as he cops some unfair criticism. So that was huge fizz. But overall, not exactly a spectacle of running rugby. A great result for the Wallabies and for Quaid, but hardly a game of footy to tell your kids about. Which leads us into this week in the All Blacks. They'll once again take on Argentina. 10.05pm kickoff this time, Saturday night footy. As mentioned earlier, clashes with the league. So that is low fizz. But we're on after the Wallabies in South Africa V2 this week. So that is why the time difference. And look, Coachy and Foster, he's well and truly rung the changes. 11 changes, in fact, to this week's sides. The big ones being DMAC. He gets a chance in the 10 jersey. Bodie onto the pine. Got to think he's resting up there. Then we've gone with an all-new forward pack. 
Big Artie, he's back in the mixer at Skip. And Hoskins Satu'u, he gets a crack in the eight jersey, which I really do rate. I reckon he's a bloody talented footballer, quality in the eight jersey, and I'm excited to see him get his first chance for the rugby championship. Also bloody good to see Quintu Pai get a crack in the 12 jersey. He's come on leaps and bounds for me ever since he's come into the All Black setup, and he looks to be one for the future. And then, of course, friend of the show, Will Jordan. He gets a go in the 14 jersey as well, which is always exciting. Loves a meat pie, that bloke, and that's where I'll be chucking my money at the tea and biscuits. So it certainly does appear, Fozzy, he's given the big dogs a week off to rest up and prepare for a huge clash next weekend against the Saffirs. That'll be an absolute beauty. Can't wait to rip into that one next Saturday night. But for this game, I'm tipping the All Blacks. They'll be too strong. I'm going to go 13 plus again despite the wholesale changes. And I note the Pumas have made quite a few themselves as well. Also back in Will Jordan anytime as mentioned. So get involved in that one. Then for the Wallabies game, not going to talk about it too much. But I'm backing them again, 1-12. to Because why the fuck not? And long live King Quade Cooper. Surely that was enough to get him his bloody Aussie passport. If not, Quaid, come back to New Zealand. Come play for Harbour. We'd love to have you at the coat and look forward to seeing some razzle-dazzle in maroon and gold. Right, and in other footy news, and arguably more important footy news, the Bunnings NPC, she's back for all those outside of Auckland, which is huge, Fizz. And of course, unfortunately, the Heat boys, they're still locked down, so won't take part in the action this weekend, but still love me some NPC footy. And the blokes at Big Bunnings, they've decided to treat us to four hissing games to get us back underway, including a big shield challenge game. So absolutely fizzing to rip in to some grassroots code. And of course, she kicks off tonight. Four games, as mentioned. First one, Friday night footy, 7.05 kickoff. The men from the Waikato, the Mulus, they host Canterbury. Waikato going in heavy favourites, it must be said. $1.67. The Red and Backs paying two twenty. You'd have to think there'd be a bit of late money for them there. I think Waikato, though, probably too strong, to be fair. Had two good wins so far. Big comeback win against Wally as well. So backing them to get the job done there at home. Then for your Super Saturday, she's a double header. Taranaki taking on Wellington. Bit of a local derby there. Wellington favourites for that one. The Naki at home, though, never write them off. The old yellow and black. That should be a hissing game. But again, I'm going to take Wally head to head there. Then in the second game for your Saturday, she's a bit of a David versus Goliath if you look at the previous results. But hey... Chuck the form book out the window. Northland versus Tasman. Tasman paying a dollar one, which is an absolute insult to the men from the Tunnies. Northland paying 19s, and I'm going to back them in. The mighty boys from the Fang Ray to pull off a huge upset up the mighty Tunnies there. And then to finish her off, arguably the best till last, the Battle of the Bays. Hawks Bay taking on the Bay of Plenty. Ramfilly Shield Clash as well. So that is well and truly bums on seats. 2.05 p.m. kickoff, and this should be a real doozy. Oteri Black back in the mixer for the Bay of Plenty. So I think that's going to be the difference, actually. And I'm going to tip them 1-12 to 12 to come away with the Shield and arguably the more prestigious title of the Real Bay. So should be four great clashes. Can't wait to see the Heat boys back in the mixer eventually. And how good is it to have Bunnings footy 
back on our TV screens. Up yours to COVID. Right, time for the old magic multi. And magic multi, is she ever this week? I've actually reached out to one of the Coke greats, Harbour legend, Sean Shooter-Stevenson, rates himself on the punt. So I've got him in as an expert. Sean, mate, how are you? Good morning, Shirley. Yeah, good, thank you. Just uh, living uh, living my best life in lockdown. So um, that's nah, been good. So hopefully only a few more days to go. And, uh, we'll get back to a bit of uh, normality. And before we rip into the old magic multi, mate, any update? The old Harbour boys, what's the go? When can we expect to see you back out on the field, mate, craving some Harbour heat footy? Um, hopefully uh, 2nd of October is the, um, the start date for the Auckland team. So fingers crossed uh, Auntie Cindy gives us the level three go ahead and um, next weekend we can um, hopefully uh, get down to Topol um, for 10 days and um, do a bit of training with the boys, obviously being in their own bubbles, but um, yeah, fingers crossed. You're bloody good. And look, understand you're a bit of a ponies expert, mate. You fancy yourself with the horses. Hate to throw you on the spot here, mate, but if you're going to have a flutter this weekend, who would you be backing in? Um, I do have a have a few, or obviously we've got the guineas going around at um, at Hastings, race, uh, race nine, um, G1 race. Um, just seen a bit of value at uh, Price to Fair, uh, Troy Harris, um, number two um, for a place bet. Um, quite like uh, quite like Troy at the moment, so um, yeah, jump on. Obviously, nice. uh, paying three seventy as well, handsome. Yeah, so uh, that's my uh, tip of tip of the weekend. So um, yeah, check that in your magic multi. Bloody good. See and how it goes. You've got an NRL tip for us as well. I'll, I'll chuck that up there. Um, I've actually gone for uh, Jake Javovic to score a try. Not the, not the turbo um, Tom, but uh, the brother Jake to, to dot down any time try scorer. Um, He'd be paying good too. $4.25. So, um, Don't mind that. So, uh, yeah, chuck that, chuck that in as well. And um, I've also chucked in um, Washington uh Football team today to go one and thirteen against the Giants. Huge, huge result for them. A big result. Both teams zero and one, but taking the home team. Yeah, bloody good. I'll chuck a bit of uh, MLB action in there as well. Loving the old baseball at the moment. So I'll go Dodgers head to head and overs tomorrow. Paying two ninety five as well. So if you chuck a fucking tenner on that, you're going to be laughing. I'll add her up now, but she's going to pay handsome. <laughs> Ten bucks on that, seven hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Fuck your way off. There you go. Bloody beauty. Well, good Friday to have you on the show, it. mate. No doubt you're flat out with that old flatmate, the Tatamai train there. So uh, leave you two to it. Hopefully, a few ice cream. Shout out to Westgate Cinemas. Bloody good Jeff <laughs> there. And uh, go well, boys. Have a good weekend and enjoy the footy. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Right, time for everyone's favourite segment, the old Q&A. And boy, was there an outcry of feedback last weekend. It appears there's a new sheriff in town, a new star of the show, the great Kimberly Searle, absolutely dominated the airways last week. The people wanted her back. I'm a man of the people. So here she is, Kimberly Searle, back for another week to ask your questions. song again. Unreal. 
That is an absolute banger. Far out. Great to have you on again, love. Another hissing <laughs> intro there. Shout out to Lee Matthews. That's that's an absolute ripper. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Questions. First one comes from Liam Hauser, one of the greats. He says, who's the biggest competition to the ABs in the next World Cup? Yeah, g'day there, Liam. As Kim mentioned, one of the greats, Matapuri legend, captain of the Matapuri Maulers as well, who I could see giving the All Blacks real trouble in the 2045 World Cup. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Look, at the moment, I think we'll pump the Wallabies. I think we'll beat the box next weekend as well, if anything is to go by. So you'd have to target those Northern Hemisphere sides. That could be a real rugby union handful for us. The likes of your England, Wales, Ireland, even Scotland, chuck them in the mixer. Why the fuck not? So I'm, I'm looking north at the moment for our main threats because we've been pounding these southern hemisphere losers into submission. Up the maulers, up the lads. Can't wait to smash you on beer pong again soon. All right, Nat Lama. Where in the world is Nat Lama? Great question. That's where, a question in itself. Where is Nat Lama? Um, right, he says, why do the Black Caps keep picking Scott? I don't know how to pronounce that name. <laughs> What's that? Kugeline. Oh, okay. Scott Kugeline. Kugeline. Is it for reals? Mm. His name's Kugeline. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Really? Yeah. Okay. Scott Kugeline. You look fair question there, Nat. And to be honest, I have no fucking idea who he is. Heard the name, but just can't put a face to the name. So for me, he's got to be in that third string side that we're currently playing. Don't think he'd be in the mixer come the good games. But hey, if he's not a friend of yours, he's not a friend of mine. So big up yours to Scott Kugeline. Caps never. And hopefully he's just a part of that third string squad, not in the mixer for the big dance. Great to hear from you, mate. Love to know where in the world you are, but hey, you're here with me today, and that means the world to me. Cute. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> fucking cute. Okay, next up, we've got one from NZ Warriors Faithful. What a fucking hissing name. <laughs> Who is this kid? He messages you all the time. Right. Okay, he says, is Sean Sullivan the best halfback in NRL history and should be immortal? No, definitely not. And look, I know this bloke, huge O'Sullivan fan and look shout out to NZ Warriors Faithful the number one Warriors page on Instagram of course behind Silly Talk Sports which makes you a number two but anyway O'Sullivan look he's handy to have in the squad and I think we'll have him there next year but shit I definitely wouldn't call him an immortal uh, he's in there because of his old man but hey he ticks the boxes and if we have any injuries he's good half back cover so I know you're a big fan mate but pull your head out of your ass. He's pretty average, but he does a job. And up the mighty was any warrior is a fucking immortal in my books. Um, he's actually got another question that says, is it the Warriors year in 2022? Yeah, look, I think you answered it there, love. Of course it is. And fuck, look, we say it every year, but to be honest, next year just has a real, real good feeling about it. The boys are going to absolutely go out, play some fuck it footy, and just dominate God's game, the greatest game of all rugby league. They're going to paint the NRL blue, white, and green. There's going to be scenes like we've never seen in New Zealand sport before. Parades down Queen Street. I'll be there. Old Kennards would have got back to me by then, and fuck me, I can't wait to see old Jacinda with a Warriors jersey necking Waitakere Dakeries at the top of Queen Street as the boys roll past. Kane even shadow boxing out the front of the... Okay. Nice one. We get it. Okay. So 
Tough. Okay. Uh, next one is from J Dog Official. He says Melbourne to go all the way. Right. <laughs> That's not a question. Not a question, J Dog. But regardless, nice one. Good chat. Uh, okay. Moving on. Brendan Wheeler. He's back. He's back again. Guess who's back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back again. Okay. Uh, he says, Searles. Shit, this is to me as well. He says, give me your ideal first Saturday night back in level one. Give me the rundown from start to finish. You want me to start? Yeah. You take it away. Yeah, look. Shit, to kick her off, maybe wake up. 8.30 in the morning, get a few old mimosas going. Why not? Sit down to trackside, watch some American, maybe some Singapore races, sink my teeth into a couple glasses of those. Then maybe a little bit of a bottomless brunch. Old Lula in goes all right. Keep going with the old mimosa theme. Then straight from there to the coat, couple crates of Lion Red Big Bots, absolutely ripping. Get the lads down. Just cause absolute carnage as per usual. Few red dragons into Sandfly Corner. Fuck, I miss that place. Then we go upstairs, run a muck, cat behind the bar, coat culture playlist, blasting over the speakers. That would be a real treat. Then early doors, around 9.30ish, maybe even 10, head into Danny Dolan's, get a feel for the atmosphere. She's going to be a real special night, that one. Get sunk into Culture Corner, establish ourselves there. Few souls and absolutely rip and tear until about 4 a.m. Then head to the Cass, try our luck. Mac is Westgate on the way home. Come home to Sharla. Happy days. What's yours, love? You've pretty much summed it up. Maybe just, maybe just, maybe just as is vape thrown in the mix. Loves a vape. Yeah, nice. Cheers, Wheeler, mate. Appreciate the question. Hopefully, share a few jars with you soon. Nice one, Wheels. Love you, mate. Right, this one's actually for Kimbo, so we'll mix her up a bit. Comes through from the great Bella Aitken. And she says, shoot shag marry. Tana umanga ma'a nonu Rodney Soyalo. Good luck. And that is three great Pacific enforcers there, Kimbo. So what are you going to do? I'm actually, this is not how this works. I read the questions, you answer. Yeah, but the question's for you. And you're a huge Tana umanga fan, so surely you marry him. Yeah, I would marry Tana, and I would, I would... I would marry Tana, Dutz Ma'a, and, and shoot Rodney. Sorry, okay, how Rodney. good. Lucky Ma'a. Yeah. Then you can wear his eyeliner the next day yeah. as well. How good. Yeah. They're actually three, three great. Yeah, well, people often say guys. I look like Ma'a Nono, so I'll take that. Beautiful. Yeah, next question. Okay, next question is from Andrew Suku. He says, Bulla Vinaka Penny, and me. Thanks, mate. Bulla. Um, he says, two pronged. Pronged, what? Yeah, he said two pronged question. Oh, two pronged. Oh, like two yeah, parts. Two <laughs> okay, yeah. fuck. Can you just say two parts? Fucking toss. Two part question. With Mad Monday season upon us, what's some of the best get ups you've seen in your time? And second part, how common would you say old? Legler, Ricky, teammate bust up as Vanaka Sooks. Yeah, look, to the first part of your question, Mad Monday. Shit, you got to take your hat off to those Aussie people. That page, Mad Monday, some of those get ups in that, absolutely unbelievable. Us Kiwis, we're more a bit play it down. We just prefer to go the old Saturday, Sunday, Monday bender, roll through, show up in any state. But I must take my hat off to you, Sooks. Don't often pay him any compliments, but that one time when you famously won the plate with the Mighty Coat Rezies and wore your kit 
into Doolin's and then wore the kit for a few days post as well. That was a massive shift. So that's got to be right up there for me. Also, when you broke the roof with Rito, but we won't go there. And then for the second part of your question, the old wrestle fest between Flegler and Ricky. Shit, I think that would happen all the time, you know. Blokes pent up with frustration, tough season. They've been on the cruises. It's day three. The boys are against the ropes. Someone makes a sly little comment about how shit they were this season, and she's all on for young and old. They've played it down as a bit of a wrestle. I think it's got a bit more to it. Could have been a bit of a dust-up. Unfortunately, the media's got a hold of it. But, hey, play on for me. Let the boys swing as long as they sort it out the next day, which it appears they have then she's play on footy for me. Cheers for your question, Sooks. Fuck you, Parramatta. Oh, it's just pure gibberish. It's just constant dribble. Okay, last <laughs> last question. Uh, go, it comes from Nathan Stockman. He ran an absolute cutter on the quiz night last Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, that was good actually. Yeah. Second to last. Yeah. Or third. Depends Take, how you look at life. Taking a lot of heat. He took a lot of heat from us. So, um yeah, props to you, Stocky. He says, what combo would you rather run out for the ABs, Dan Carter and Richie Mwanga or King Carlos and Bodie Barrett? Holy hecker. Yeah, ah. look, that's a great question. And Kimbo, you're actually a big fan of King Carlos, and so am I. The guy was just an absolute ruse. Razzle-dazzle galore. Boy, did he look good in that dressing gown. He just really did have the complete package. Actually, Waited outside at a Blues game when I was like seven years old. It was my birthday. Waited outside for him to come sign an autograph. Never came. I was distraught. Ended up in tears. Dad wrote a letter into the Auckland Blues and I got a fully signed poster like a week later. That was fucking huge fizz. But yeah, look. Fucking John Sill writing in. Dan, look, Dan Carter, one of the greats, of course, but I'd have to go with the Carlos Bodie combo just for pure razzle. That's bums on seats galore. Some of the tries would be unbelievable. So that would be me up the King Carlos and can't wait to sink my teeth into some toffee pops soon. Right, that's all of your questions this week. Been an absolute pleasure as per usual, chewing your ears off. Tell me. Kimbo, she said this will be her last one, but hey, I reckon we could twist her arm, get her back on next week. So stay tuned for that. Enjoy your weekend of sport. She's a fucking humdinger. Didn't even get to cover the NFL, but I've been chewing your ear for far too long. But looking forward to watching some pigskin action. Then, of course, you got the footy, the NRL, bit of baseball. She's all go. Enjoy your weekend. Go well. That was Surly Talk Sports. How fucking good. <laughs>